Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Second Take Variety Hour. The Second Take Variety Hour is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Second Take Variety Hour, the only show on the internet that takes place entirely within my kitchen. I'm Sebastian. Oh, is that a staple now? I've been doing it for a couple of weeks. You were just AWOL. Yeah, that's true. I had better things to do. Like work and Support see your family. My, yeah, exactly <laughs> right. I'm Andy Shostler. Hello. Unlike Alex, who I'm... right now is supporting his alcohol problem. Well, this is true. Is we that... don't know that for sure. I have a pretty good guess. At least he's doing it with his wife, which is... A step in the right direction. Our teamwork makes the dream work, <laughs> right? As as said by fan favorite John Cena. Mm. Please don't remind me of that. <laughs> I've been through that trauma once, Seb. Sorry. I'm also Jordan. Well, Coming to you live from Seb's Kitchen. Yep, the only place that you can get a sandwich and a podcast. That's not, that's not true. <laughs> Where's so I don't my have sandwich? Any, I do have bread. But I'm, I'm sitting here sandwichless. That's exactly right. We've had coffees. We need BLT. Which I would like, because I'm looking, I'm particularly hungry right now. I told you I've been starving myself all day. I do have yeah. some bread in the fridge, which has bits of jalapenos, like Pass. shredded through. It's not, it's not spicy, but like they're in there. It's more like, it tastes like pickles, it may as well be, because it's, like, it's, you know, how jalapenos are kind of like that vinegary flavor. Coffee makes you poop, Seb. And at the moment, we've got nothing to poop out. <laughs> That's all your fault. I'm offering you bread. I've got bread. Bread and vinegar? No, no, no. Bread and jalapenos. <laughs> Also, bread and vinegar is delicious. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm offering you some fucking Italian antipasto platter shit here. <laughs> oh, if you're joining us for the first time, what we do is we insult my, my hosting abilities on this show for about 40 minutes. And um, That's right, but never your kitchen because your kitchen's lovely. It's in quite a state right now. The entire place is like a bomb's hit. It come back. Well, I wasn't going to say it. I was going to say it. Um, it's horrible. I'm embarrassed, <laughs> but it's fine. I've hung a lantern on it and we can move on. Um, in the show, we all consume some sort of pop culture, some media. Sometimes one of us just uses a napkin and we come here to talk about that <laughs> to say whether it was a good or a bad napkin. And um, what are we talking about today, Andrew? Do you oh, remember that, that review? That was so bad. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's, I'd say it was phoning King it in. of the segue, oh. Sebastian. <laughs> yep. I discovered a lovely little YouTube channel, uh, a guy called The Spiffing Brit. Ooh. And he, he does game reviews, but what he does is he basically finds the 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 rule raping exploits so it's all game legal he just finds how they're imbalanced he's ah. like the the video series he has other videos as Could well Did you say rule breaking or rule raping rule raping oh okay that's not rule an expression i'm familiar is, with no it's very <laughs> new to I'm me as well but i figured you'd explain that's that. not going in the title of this episode i'm <laughs> surprised being a D player that you've never heard of rule raping. i am a gentleman 
Rule raping is all about finding perfectly legitimate but severely unbalanced rules and exploits that you can then, you know, team with other, you know, boosts and, and, and whatever else to seriously overpower yourself. I prefer but, min, uh, min-maxing or power gaming in general. Nah, rule raping is very much... Power gaming is generally <laughs> the most approachable <laughs> version of that. So the, so the video series, he does have other, other videos as well, but the video series that I've started to watch, it's, they're all uh, titled, Game Title mm-hmm. is a perfectly balanced game with no exploits. And that's exactly the tongue-in-cheek <laughs> yep. you know, approach that's that he has to, to all these things. Uh, so I'll, I'll get into the specific videos I've seen so far, but I cannot wait to explore the series further. He's just terrific to listen to. Uh, if, you, if you are a gamer and you find a familiar game, you don't even want to find these, uh, these perfectly legal cheats to exploit. You just want to listen to somebody having a laugh at a, at, at a game that you love. I <laughs> highly recommend him. That's actually a very similar approach to what I take every time I play billiards with someone. Okay. Um, I'll talk in brief about a game that Jordan and I had um, over the past couple of weeks because I know Alex is never going to listen to this episode, so he's never going to know. But um, yeah, so Jordan, what are you talking about today? I didn't come prepared with a subject today. I'm just going to bounce off you fellas. All I've really watched recently was Surviving R. Kelly and I don't really want to talk about it. Yep, fair. (laughs) Um, I'm talking a little bit in brief about my, my trip to Japan, but I've touched a little bit here and there over the show. So... I'm going to try to find something that I haven't said that to both you guys and the audience. So that's going to be a Ooh. fun balancing act. Um, I did join the Yakuza for a couple of days. So we'll talk about my adventures in the Japanese crime scene. I don't well know done. if you're allowed to. Well, I'm back home now. So and what I are they going to do? <laughs> it's not a, crime isn't a fire. It can't go through doors. Um, <laughs> all right. So we'll start with you, I guess. What, what rule, what power gaming are we talking about today? So so the, what was the name of the show as well? The Spiffing Brit. Okay. Is, the, is, is the YouTube channel. Well, he couldn't really use the raping Brit, could he? <laughs> that's, that's fair. It's terrific. It's all tongue-in-cheek. It's very good. He's very dry and sarcastic yeah. uh, in, in how he does it. It's terrific just to listen to him talk. And the voice sounds sounds good too. So I like British accents. Mm. So Civ Six is one of my favourite games. I really liked uh, the Civilization series. Uh, five, I, I played for years and years. Civ and really Five, I'm playing that one right now. Yeah. Yep. I, I played it for a long time too. I think I clocked possibly you know 12 1300 hours of of civ 5 i thought my 60 hours was impressive that's the game i've played the second most by like 10 hours which is okay, skyrim but, but that's over a number of years yeah you know uh, that's been going on and i thought it was great 6 came out and i thought it looked a bit cartoony wasn't really interested a friend of mine said no i i play it i love civ 5 i love civ 6 even more uh, definitely get it. I did, and I fell in love with it. Okay. It's a really good upgrade to Civ Five. All right, I do have the Civ Five expansions, <coughs> of Brave New World. Every yeah, every Civilization game that has come out, they've they've introduced new features to the to the new version, but cut out some other features that you really liked in the in the previous version. Yeah. And this isn't this isn't immune to that. It's certainly not a perfect version of of, of Civ. But I think it's, I think it's the closest to the to the spirit of Civ two and three that really had some interesting ways of doing things. Right. Uh, but again, uh, some of the functions have been taken out, unfortunately, and, and and introduced a lot of new ones. It's a much more complicated game than any of the Civilization things, as you will find out when you watch the series. Civ six is a perfectly balanced game with no exploits mm. whatsoever. Uh, so he has one video where. 
You play as Peter of uh, of Russia, P- Peter the Great. I play as Russia, okay, but it's like Elizabeth <clears throat> or some or some lady, Catherine. Catherine makes a lot more sense than Elizabeth. Yes, <laughs> so Peter the this Great. This is Civ Six we're talking about. Yeah, currently twenty two forty eight on Steam. Do it. You you won't regret it. It's a bit of a learning curve. That's fine. To get into it just because it's a new interface with a lot of new features, but it's a very robust game and very complicated. You can you can really take it in a lot of ways. And it looks pretty. It really does look nice. Uh, so he one one exploit that he's that he's found, <laughs> one rule rape that he's found, <laughs> is playing as Peter the Great because he as the Russian civilization you get this special holy site that um, has bonuses when it's surrounded by tundra tiles. And Peter, being Russian, has a high chance of spawning on uh, tundra tiles. So he does uh, in this in this uh, in this example that he has spawns right right in the middle of you know just surrounded by by tundra. So he builds this <coughs> builds this holy site there as an exploit of great people you know paired up with uh, with with this holy site feature. Every um, Every faith bonus that you get from the surrounding uh, uh, tundra doubles as science once you deploy this great person, a specific great person. Yep. And there's a little quirk in the game where you can hit escape at the same time you're doing it, which counts as, 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 as having done it. So I guess that's, that's a little bit of a cheat. Counts as having executed it without losing the great person so you can redo it over and over again. Basically, you end up having unlimited science or ridiculous science. Ooh, so that's that what I can, want. So that you can research the the hardest the hardest uh, uh, technology all in all in one turn. Okay, sure. Right. So 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 one turn for for every for every technology, no matter how difficult it is, just ridiculous science. So you can have yeah atom bombs. I think he has atom bombs in like thirteen hundred BC or something like that. Yeah. Uh, this sounds like the AI I was fighting in five where I was like, I just hit like the Renaissance level and fucking Rome was like, cool, I'm entering the information age. Yeah. I was like, you're past <laughs> atoms right now? What the fuck? My people are just learning how to paint. Oh, So it's good. It's terrifically funny. He has another one that I watched just this afternoon uh, on City Skylines where he runs a city with no income tax whatsoever. The, the income tax he gets down as low as he can, uh, but instead substitutes that with toll roads. Absolutely everywhere, <laughs> and it's a complete piss take on on toll roads. You have to you have to watch it to to get the humor because I certainly can't recreate it here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's just lovingly done in this in this very British uh, kind of delivery. So you can't pretty much saying. can't get in your car without paying a toll, kind of thing. Like, is it, there's just that many toll roads? Is there? He has created a situation where. Uh, somebody just going to work, or, or, or some uh, some factory delivering to delivering to uh, a shop, has to go through eighty four tolls <laughs> in order to in order to complete it. That's fucking great. I love and, that. And he he introduced me to a very interesting idea. I kind of got onto it uh, through just just through creating it myself, but also through kind of watching somebody do a video about it of using sewage. In a in a in a built up dam and then placing a hydroelectric dam on it so you can power so you can get hydro uh, electricity from from uh, sewage mm-hmm. being being pumped out. He just has a poo pit. <laughs> he just puts his puts his sewage dump and and then digs a digs a big hole and then just keeps expanding the hole when it when it starts to overflow. 
Wait, and that's his solution for for sewage in this in this city, and it's completely hilarious the way the way he does it, and he keeps on expanding. It's very it. short sighted, though. It's, yeah, it is. It is. I but, love it. But that's that's, that's kind of the he's, he's just taking the piss. Yep. Uh, a lot of the time, but it's completely hilarious. Yeah, that sounds like fun. One other video I watched, which was um, it was surprising that this exploit existed at all. It was actually about the Steam summer sales. Now the video is obsolete now because the sales happened got back in July or, or, or yep. whenever. But this year they ran a special promotion. Uh, I think they called it like a Grand Prix series or something, where you you got points based on doing specific activities within certain games, right? And and certain activities got you certain points. Those points, however, could then be uh, sort of cashed in as a as a gift card, as a as a an, an actual dollar value towards games in in the future. Oh, okay. Uh, and he and he talks about. Some of the some of the exploits that he found to just get un, not unlimited points, but ridiculously yeah, a ridiculous amount of points in a ridiculously short short amount of time. All the games that that uh, are there, all the all these cheap shitty games yeah. that you you wouldn't really bother <laughs> with, but that's how you entice people to to get them by running these these false competitions. Anyway, he ends up amassing these huge amounts of points where basically he could buy a few games for for free, right? Just by running these games modded. Uh, and e- exploiting this this break in the in the rules, this this overlooked uh, uh, situation hmm. that that the developers uh, didn't really think of. It's great. <laughs> it's wonderful to have people finding those finding those exploits. Yeah, and his delivery absolutely makes it. Like the 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 situation of finding those finding those rules and finding those exploits wouldn't be interesting enough on its own for for me to watch. But his delivery and his sense of humour absolutely makes it worthwhile. Sure. The Spiffing Brit, I highly recommend it. I'll and I, it and I look forward to watching more myself. Sweet. Well, went to Japan. Did you? Talked about this quite a bit, but um, this is the last time it'll ever come up ever. Were you in Japan? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Recently? Yeah. I, for most of January. Oh, good on you. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a nice time. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of what I haven't spoken about on this on the show because I was gone for two weeks. Did you eat sashimi? Uh, the only time I had any raw fish was in a bento box on the bullet train. Um, it was raw tuna, salmon roe, and some other fish. Do you not like fish? No, I really do, but it was the middle of winter and I couldn't reason having anything that wasn't ramen when I was walking around <laughs> really cold. How available is ramen in Japan? Um, Every street corner. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Really? Yeah. I did find a place that I was taken to a, uh, to a place, sorry, with my friend Michael that lives there, um, which is also like a curry store, which just sells like, okay. like fucking 30 different kinds of katsu curry sort of mixtures and stuff. And you, you could fully customize them to pick the decks, like the riches of the curry, what spice level you wanted, this, that, blah, blah, blah. So I always made myself cry. <laughs> um, were there places where you were not welcome because you were a Westerner? Because you were not Japanese. Not that I went to. The only place that I would not be personally welcome in were bathhouses because I've got a visible tattoo on my arm. And oh, um, that's taboo, is it? It's because of the the. Oh, you have to go well, to the yakuza bathhouses. Well, specifically, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of exactly the reason. Um, so I mean, I know I'm not that I was interested in that anyway. I was okay. I was doing too many things to be able to stop to fucking just strip down and, but um. That was in the Actually, place I, I would be welcome. To, um, when you and Alex did the show last week, and you were talking about like bathhouses in Brisbane, there's one like across the road from my apartment. Oh, is there? Is yeah, that nice? like underneath um, a restaurant called Lay Bubbles or something like that. Okay. Is it a bathhouse or is it a 
The one that I uh, yeah, see, up on the podcast ended up being a like, bathhouse. <laughs> I feel like it's one in quotation marks. I only know because I was standing next, like the where it is, like there's basically the restaurant and then there's a street that's on like a bit of a downward slope, like where people park okay. and stuff. And probably like two years ago, I think my band was playing a show in a venue that was next door to that restaurant. Okay. Next door to your house, but the sounds of yeah, a so, That's great. So we'd parked like around the corner on that slanted street and it's got like, because the road is slanted and the building's obviously normal, the bathhouse area has small windows, oh. which are kind of like, I think they've got bars on them from memory, but you can, and they're like kind of like foggy and stuff as well, but you can just like sort of barely see into them and there's just a number of baths underneath that restaurant. Nice. So Interesting. I think uh, it might be the same one because I remember you saying something about like a brothel and I know that yeah. there's a big sign like in the restaurant. It's like a neon sign that says um, oh. no longer a brothel like under new oh, management okay. as like a bit of a joke. So it might be the same place. <laughs> Maybe. The one I looked at was owned by a man called Mr. Wet. Nice. And I was like, pass, I'm out. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, yeah. I've always associated bathhouses with sort of gay clubs or gay, yeah. gay cruising clubs. Yeah. Me too. I guess that makes sense too, yeah. So- um, no, I didn't have anywhere that <laughs> didn't make me feel welcome like in that regard, <laughs> apart from the place that I just couldn't use it. Even in like my hotels. Not that I wanted to, but they had some bathhouses built in. Um, you speak, get taxed to use them. So oh, really? You, sorry, you get taxed to be in a hotel that uses them. Mind you, it was like a hundred yen a day. Yeah. I, was, I was speaking with a friend of mine recently that, that had been to Japan a number of times who said that, yeah, down some of the alleys and, and, and sort of the back streets, there are clubs that are very xenophobic like it's japanese only that's it you just aren't welcome you're not you're oh. not you're not, you're not yeah, talking right. your way in and i just wanted to know if you happen to come across them i didn't personally know um yeah. the I only place i felt really outside of my personal comfort zone was finally enough in osaka which is a very touristy spot mm. okay but and i was only i was my hotel was walking distance from the main rail station there so i wasn't like i i didn't go like fucking into deep lore osaka i was just in regular <laughs> osaka um but none of the restaurants in that particular area had like any English speaking staff or not close, no English menus. That was like the okay. only place I went to. Like I, I'm just on my own. Like I've got to work this out sort of thing. And um, fun Seb story. That's where I had horse. So I did try horse while I was away oh. because I, I was curious. Knowingly, and, okay. Um, yeah, knowingly that they were very, it was funny about right. how they informed me of this. When I went into order, <laughs> the lady went and put a statue of a horse's head and just was very clear. This is what we're serving here. I'm like, yeah, I know that's why I came in, but this is just to make sure because I guess being white, they would assume that right. I would freak out. Um, it's illegal in Australia. So I was like, I'm going to try it. A bunch of European countries serve you it. stick it in a pie. No, no one knows that. <laughs> um, so I gave it a shot, um, both cooked and raw. Um, just cause I wanted to okay. try it. And it's just like, I literally can't do here. Um, any, any different from beef steak? Cooked, it was funny. It was it's it's a leaner meat than beef, but it tasted like lamb, oh, like which is a fattier okay, meat. Yeah. Um, that was the cooked version, which was delicious. The raw, um, they were just like paper thin slices, of course. Yeah. Um, and funny enough, if you ever had tuna sashimi, yeah, tastes exactly like okay. that. Like it didn't even taste like beef; it just tasted like fish, which is strange. How about that? Um, tasty, but real. That was the most expensive meal I had the entire day. Uh, sorry, the entire trip because it was at a proper restaurant that wasn't right. a ramen shack. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like I can see the appeal. It was genuinely nice, but not if they're going to serve it like that. Like I was starving. I ended right. up getting food on the way back to the hotel, like a couple, like a sandwich because it was just, it was fuck all for yeah. to what you paid. But um, yeah, it was nice, I guess. How, I mean, they serve it in, in Italy still. You know, mortadella, like the telly meat. That's oh, horse in Italy. Is that right? In a really? bunch of other places, it's just pork here because horse is legal. Yeah. How about that? I did not know that. Yeah. 
So is there, is there a good reason why horses are legal in Australia? Is that a carryover from when horses were you know, terribly important to, to communication? I'm genuinely assuming yeah. yes. It's a service animal. Compassion like, reasons, I yeah. imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, like, if you're going to go down compassion, then you know you'd have to be in favour of outlawing every meeting. Yeah. Those, and but Jordan which actually I is. Am. Those, people are, those <laughs> people are just insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I assume it's because it's a service animal. Like, yeah, I mean, and the, it's a companion animal. Like dog and cat are legal. Don't get me wrong. If I was in a country where dog was legal, I would not have gotten dog. Yeah. I'm, yeah. But I. I have no affiliation with horses. It's just a skinny cow. So for me, it was in like- In fact, if anything, it's one less horse in the world. Right? There we yeah. go. Um, but like I can see, like if, you, if, you, if you're, to be fair, if you're growing up on a farm, I could also see why you wouldn't want to eat horses, but that doesn't stop them feeding chickens and cows. Who knows what they're st- I don't know what their morals are. Um, but yeah, that was the most Japanese thing I did, I guess. I did, I, this is going to probably, Jordan's going to hate me for this. Probably you not, not so much. I was trying to find one of those places where they serve you the fish that's still like alive. Okay. Which is illegal in every... Actually, it's funny. That's illegal here the as well. Fish or the octopus, they're still alive. Both. Okay. I, mean, I was okay. trying to find any of the places there. Um, I couldn't find them though and it was just communicating that was difficult. But funnily enough, that's illegal in two countries. Where, where can I eat the still alive thing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want worm. Uh, here in Germany, Australia and Germany are the countries that's illegal in specifically. How about that? That's us, good old, old, good old Aussies teaming up with the famously compassionate <laughs> Germans. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I just thought that was a really unusual mix of countries that has specifically outlawed that. Um, I would have I guess tr- every other country is sensible enough to cook their food first. Not, not <laughs> like let it die. <laughs> to not need to explicitly say, "Hey, if you're going to eat it, that's fine," but maybe kill it first. I would have gone. Imagine the- eating something that's still alive. Like, do they serve it and like it's still moving and mm-hmm. shit? That's so what they do up. is yeah. they they'll, they'll fill up the fish so like the pieces are off it, but it's still like pumping its gills and alive, but it's attached like the rest of the skeleton. It's yeah. fucking weird. Yeah. That would that don't get me wrong. I'm not like fine with that. That's weird. But they've got like jumping shrimp as well, where you eat tiny prawns but live, and they're, they're covered in like oil and like sweet chilies and stuff like that. That stuff fine with me because prawns are smaller than a mouse, you see. So we've crossed <laughs> my threshold. That's where Seb draws the line. Um, and also they're about the size of like white bait. So once again, like they're, they're very small. Right. Um, the octopus, um, because it's being cut up so freshly, it's not attached to the, the main body, but the tentacles are still wiggling. And apparently you've got to be very quick with when you eat it because they can suction onto you. So oh, you can actually wow. choke on them. Huh. Um, so... Yes. The only one thing I, I, other thing I wanted to try that I didn't see was they do raw chicken in Sendai. And I was curious because obviously we all grow up saying that's a big fucking no no. <laughs> but um, there's more reports of deaths from raw beef in Japan than there are from raw chicken. So How I was genuinely that? curious. Yeah. Um, but I um, couldn't see anyway. So actually you just rolled those dice anyway. That's it was also the end of my trip. And I was like, I don't <laughs> want to. If I die, I die. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't want to. Because I. I work in travel insurance. I did not want to be the dickhead who got so sick he couldn't leave. They'll have to call up his own office <laughs> to make a claim saying, guys, I can't stop shitting. <laughs> so I decided, no, that was a good thing that I didn't try And you try find that. out you check the wrong box. You're not actually covered. <laughs> oh, typical <laughs> me. Yep. Um, so horse was as, as, as uh, horrible as I went the entire time. And I'd argue not that horrible. Interesting. Um, but funnily enough, been um, off meat since I got back anyway. Because um, the oh, okay. wife's vegetarian yeah. and it's just easier to match them up. So well, again, similar to what we were talking about with Moon. I mean, once you've eaten horse, where can you go? That's from it. There? I've achieved <laughs> all my goals. You picked. <laughs> yeah, May I as the, well stop altogether. I hit the top of the mountain titled "World's Greatest Monster," <laughs> and now it's my slow. My I'm coming down the mountain on a bobsled, redeeming into, myself. Yeah. Um, 
So, I mean, yeah, which is fine. Like um, occasionally it's difficult because I all the dishes I know how to cook, not all of them, but a lot of them have meat in them. So having to cook just plant-based yeah. is- No, funnily enough, Seb, for most meals, if you just take the meat away from it, it's still a meal. That's true. <laughs> I mean, like I've been cooking a bunch of curries. If you take the vegetables away, the meat is a meal too. That's true. true. Yeah. It works both ways. Um, been doing a bunch of curries um, because my wife's not vegan. It, it is a lot easier because I can still use cheese. Like I've right. uh, you know, like pesto and tomato sandwiches and stuff. Seb. That's a door that has a very, very persistent. She likes cheese. Cheese is the specific reason why no, she hasn't she done it. She says and that coffee. now, but so she's yeah, with milk. that's true. Yep. Um, <laughs> hers is literally the only thing stopping her is specifically dairy. Like she can live without right. honey, for example. There's a bunch of other stuff, but milk and milk not so much. But cheese is her big no point. Right. And some of it's good. Like I don't mind some of the like some of the meats. I'm trying to. Okay. While doing this, I'm trying to avoid overusing like the actual meat substitutes because mm. some of them aren't just plain aren't that good for you because they use a lot of like weird soy shit in them. I don't really care. They taste fine. Some or some of them do. I'm trying to actually just use as many proper vegetables as yeah. possible during this because there's a bunch of flavors out there. I'll fucking go for them. Um, but yeah, you, it's just you didn't have any trouble finding meat in Japan. No, but every was, meal. <laughs> but was there Almost. a lot more prevalence of, of seafood? Like, could you get seafood no matter where you went? No, the places, okay. So when I had ramen a lot, which I did yeah. a lot because it was winter, those places are generally pork or beef based, yeah. but mainly pork. Is that Pork's right? like okay. their main meat that they use there. Um, there was, in the area I was in, there was a couple of stand-up sushi bars, which are like you know, in Italy when you have espresso, you, you pay yeah. more to sit down. These places don't even have seats. You just ah. stand up, order it in front of you, eat and fuck off. Okay. Um, but I didn't do them because once again, I've, I have sushi all the time here. I'm going to go back anyway. I'm, yeah, I was fine just sticking to the cold stuff. Also, I was trying to budget myself and sushi right. is, while very common, it's still in the luxury end of the food there. Yeah. So it's, you're paying for it. Like, like, like I said, like that horse dish I had, which is the smallest meal I had the entire time, costs about three ramens. And one ramen <laughs> is enough to overfeed a person there. Interesting. <laughs> like I, 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 was, I was talking to Alex about it. I told him I, I, my ramen became my my mental unit yeah, of measurement I, over there. I like that. Because I can literally I like go, that. it's a meal that I will not finish. Like I'll be completely full. It's worth about between 15 to 2000 yen. So whenever I look at anything else and I see what it costs, I would literally, oh, it was my cheeseburger index. Okay. My, sorry, my Big, my Big Mac index. I would literally look at that, compare it to that price and then work out, is that good of value for money? Because I know what it could get me in a reasonable place. Right. And it was better to do that than try to remember what the transaction yeah, rate 2, was. 2,000 yen, so a bowl of ramen was like 15 bucks. Well, yeah, like I said, 15 to 2,000, depending. Like the one I spent, I, I, the most expensive one I spent was for 2,200 and that came with dumplings and a bowl of fried rice and ramen. And with pork, it was a big meal. Like okay. I could not finish it. Like, I, now, I get that, but for street food, I would. That's not street food. Sit down, sit down. But in a but in a city, yes. It, you know, fast food in an in a city, twelve dollars for a bowl of soup essentially seems seems expensive. We're saying fast food, which I mean, yeah. to be fair, I mean speed wise, because it's yeah, a ready made uh, broth. Sorry, I, I, was, I mean in that in that sense that it, yeah, it's not it's not lovingly prepared. It's just. You know, it's not slop, but I mean, yeah. it's just a, bo a bowl of soup. You You've know? had ramen here before, yeah? Yeah. The best one I had there, I couldn't finish it and probably good thing I would have given myself a heart attack. Um, I was looking at the bowl after I'd eaten the pork and the egg and all the noodles and stuff. Yeah. And it was, apart from the fact that it was glistening, there were these little white dots all throughout it. And I started uh -huh. like getting the chopsticks and picking them out. And it was literally filled with like hundreds of pieces of tiny floating fat from the pork. Right. <laughs> like, because it had all obviously come right. off the bone and stuff during the making of it all. Super delicious, but very rich. Like I, even yeah. on my, my most hungry day, I could not finish one of them because wow. they, they were just 
which is why I was like, head, if it's costing me, you know, 2000 yen and, you know, some sushi's costing me 3000 like there's no sure. i just can't match those up in my head i'm like under the the cheaper more filling option and it was good man going to japan ruined ramen for me hey cuz like i wasn't like a massive fan of it but i'd like eat it from time to time here and then when i went there like there was this one specific place that had the fucking best vegan ramen in the world yeah and nothing compares to it like i can't like i eat ramen here now i'm just like this isn't very good <laughs> I, there's a place in Brisbane, well, in Australia called Hakataya Ramen. It's a chain. Mm. I love it because they do a really, really good hot, like spicy ramen. But we found this other place at Queens Plaza in the Brisbane city. Um, just it's, it's just, like I said, it's a food court ramen place. Holy shit! It feels like like comparatively point to point. It felt, and I discovered it just before leaving for Japan. <laughs> it may as well have been like ten points above, like ten levels above the ramen I've been having at this other place. And they do a nice, just had a vegetarian, oh, oh, yeah. it was at least a vegetable ramen. I don't mm. think it was vegetarian or vegan specifically, but the yeah. end was really good. It was like a mushroom broth. Oh yeah. It was really top stuff. So I'd, I'd look into that one if I was you, just because yeah, it was the, a new chain. Yeah, like the place they sold, um, like they had like a little just like shop front as well where you could buy like, just like packets, or not packets, like little, what do you call it? Bowls essentially of like, basically what their ramen is, like a really simple version of it, mm. but like not the whole thing. But I bought like, I think we came home with like 10 of you those. You told me I would have gotten some while I was over there. <laughs> yeah, I really should have. Because like I've looked into like, it's so good that I've looked into how I can get it here. And like you can use like, there's like websites you can use where in like other countries where people will go buy something for you, like that you can only get in that country and then ship it to you. Oh. And like I've looked into it because it's that good. <laughs> what I had to use years and years ago, I was trying to order some stuff from the States you have to order it to a shipping center and then that shipping then center ship will specifically, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, this is like a like a proper like kind of personal shopper type of thing. Oh. Like where a shop, like a person physically goes out, purchases the product and then sends it to you. And it's like, it's not that expensive either. You know, my friends that I visited are moving back in March, Jordan. Ooh, please bring me back like a suitcase full Find of ramen from Tees Tantan in the Tokyo station. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was a good time. I, I really- It's a great country. Hey, I really love it. Yeah. I like how no one talks to you. It, this is going <laughs> to sound best, strange, <laughs> but all the places that I ordered apart from the horse place where they had to literally go up and print off a menu using Google Translate and bring it down to me. Um, <laughs> everywhere was just like, here's an iPad, order your shit. Like yeah. there'd be English okay. on there and stuff, yeah. but um, no small talk. It was just not that, I, not that I'm opposed to it, but everyone was just like, unless you engage, they'll keep to themselves. And even if you try to engage- they're not going to really yeah. talk to you so much. They don't really care. Well, they're not, they don't care. They're, just, they're there to do their job and yeah, their job yeah. isn't talk to you. Um, so it was quite peaceful in that way. And I was pitching- Sounds uh, a bit lonely though. I mean, I was literally traveling by myself. So by default, I was lonely. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was explaining this to Alex. I, that, that would be bizarre to me I because I, I go into a restaurant and if somebody's serving me, I expect- to have an exchange. Let's say hi and stuff. And but no, no, no. Just actually to make jokes and and, and to be a, maybe even a little bit flirty with them. Yeah. And I I kind of expect to for that to happen. Yeah. None of that. Um. I'll be really quick on this point because I may have spoken to Alex about it on the show and I can't remember, but it was just interesting. Um. So, eating and walking is considered like rude there. Uh, yeah. Um. So as someone that was effectively, I wasn't backpacking. I had a hotel base, but I was every day just you know walking everywhere. Having to like, if I stop into Seven Eleven to get a sandwich, having to stand outside the Seven Eleven and eat it there, oh. or wait till I get on the train and eat it there, or just you just pull off on the side of the road and eat it. You cannot. I mean, you can't. It's not illegal, but it's frowned upon to consume beverages and food 
while moving. It really annoyed me so much when I was there because I loved just like getting a coffee in the morning and yeah. then wandering around. Yeah. Couldn't do it because I didn't want to be that asshole white guy. But it kind of forces you to stop and relax as well. Yeah, it, the does. Downside, it has its benefits. Yeah, like I, I both loved and hated it. If I was living there when I had more time, probably be better off as somebody that's like, I've got deadlines and I'm yeah. trying to get around and see as much <laughs> as I can, having to just actively stop for 20 minutes at a time, super inconvenient. But it, I, I never actually felt stressed on the trip because I was literally like, I'm getting a sandwich and I'm like, cool, get ready to chill. Because yeah, which the only time it sucked is when I had bought like a Dr. Pepper can when I was out at Akihabara, which is like this big shopping center area full oh, of anime so cool. shit, which is great. Yeah. I loved it. But I got a Dr. Pepper can out of a machine and had a sip because I thought I was really thirsty. I'm like, I'm actually done, but there's no bins anywhere. There's actually very little bins and I can explain that in a second. But Yeah, that's so weird. And I can't can walk barely around. ever find anywhere to dump anything. Yep. So I have to finish this can to put it in my bag because it's now an open can that I can't close and it's full of Dr. Pepper and I'm not thirsty. So I had to stand there for 15 minutes forcing myself to finish this fucking can <laughs> just so I could put it in my bag without having a full can of Dr. Pepper leaking everywhere. Why couldn't you walk around with an empty can of Dr. Pepper looking for a bin? Well, no, because it wouldn't be empty. It'd be full. Okay, but- it was like full full. Like I would have walking around a crowded shopping center with a full drink in my hand. Okay, but if you emptied it, why would you still stick it in your bag? Yeah, but why would you stick it in your bag? So I'm not holding it. Because then that gives off the impression that you're walking around drinking. Ugh. Yeah. And very little bins everywhere. My fr- uh, as opposed to my friends who live there who have four or five different bins in their home because of how Japan does their recycling. Okay. Very strict. Um, we went and ate out at some place. We bought, we bought the food back to their house. I had like a rice bowl. And I was like, which bin do I put my plastic container in? And like, oh, you put it in the sink because we have to wash it before we can put it into that bin because there can't be any food scraps at all, even like residue sauce or anything. Um, but they're like- Why? Who's going to catch you? The Japan people, the people from Japan. <laughs> <laughs> um, in my hotel room was great because I had one bin and it was the servant's job to <laughs> sort that so shit out. You deal with that. Um, but that's why there's very little bins in public as well. And if there are, there's like a row of like five or six different bins that you put each individual piece in different ones. Um, but that's just how Japan deals with the recycling. Apparently yeah, Sweden's sure. quite similar from what I've heard as well. Yeah, I believe it is. Yeah, they're yeah. crazy as well. Um, but very interesting. I was like, um, and like there's a specific bin that they have for Japanese um, plastics, but also if you have like foreign oh. plastics, they go in a different bin because they must do theirs a little bit differently to make it easier sure. for them to break down yeah. internally, which I thought was, once again, the minutiae of things I just don't really care about, <laughs> but kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I did Hiroshima and stuff, but I talked to you guys about that, walking around with a bomb dropped, which is interesting. Mm. Um, and yeah Universal Studios is great Disneyland sucks that's the end of my <laughs> TED talk <laughs> thank you for coming yep um, I'll, I'll back up both of those statements yeah Disneyland was trash also once again can't say there's enough 70 Australian dollars for Universal Studios and 350 or 300 for Disney even if they were fucking 10 dollars each don't go to Disneyland it was bad it was a bad bad time fuck you mouse yep <laughs> But yeah, Universal Studios, great. All the way. And I got a picture of the uh, sign from the mayor from Jaws. So that's all I need. Ah. It was just movies I cared about versus movies I don't care about. Yeah. <laughs> but I was, yeah, anyway, that's it. Excellent. Done. I'm pulling the plug. Find us on Instagram at Second Take Podcast. Or if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. Hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Second Take. If you'd like to see the written form of all of my hot takes, you can follow me on Twitter at JordanMSPP. You can follow me on Twitter as well at Bastion underscore James. Um, if I like to jump onto the website, secondtakepodcast.com, chuck us an email at secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. And if I like just uh, financially support the show, we have Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash secondtake. 
will be back on Monday with either. Let's okay. No, no. <laughs> let's just call it what it is. There'll be a movie review up. Yeah, it's either Casino Royale or the Harley Quinn movie. Legit, those. It's one of those. It just depends on whether Harley Quinn comes out the weekend after that one. It's one of those. It's either James Bond or uh, Clown Lady. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.